0: In this bulletin, Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Burney to outline four main policy areas of voice referendum. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese rejects claims that the government needs to do more to keep interest rates from rising. And Israeli troops have begun their withdrawal from the city of Jenin. The federal government has revealed the voice to parliament is to be asked to give advice on four main Indigenous policy areas if a referendum to be held later this year is successful. Minister for Indigenous Australians, Linda Burney, is speaking at the National Press Club in Canberra today and expected to outline the priorities – health, education, jobs and housing. While several recent polls have found support for a yes vote is slipping, Ms Burney says Australia needs new perspectives to solve old challenges. She added it's time for the Constitution to recognise Indigenous Australians who have coexisted on this continent for more than 65,000 years. A Perth hospital has denied neglecting a one year old Indigenous girl who died in its care amid claims staff were racist and lied to the child's family. Kaylee was admitted to Perth Children's Hospital last Wednesday, where she later passed away. Kaylee's mother, Charmaine Blurton, has claimed medical staff lied about her daughter's condition after she rushed to the hospital for help. Deputy Chair of the State's Deaths in Custody Watch Committee, Desmond Blurton, has called on the government to take responsibility for the actions of the health system. Aboriginal people have become victims of a racist medical system where a young child, Aboriginal child, Kaylee, rest in dream time, was taken too soon from a young family. The treatment meted out to the little girl, Was undoubtedly subhuman, and the doctor involved should be taken to task for mistreatment and abuse of a young child. An Aboriginal community controlled organisation which offers domestic violence support to women is expanding its services to Western Victoria. Gerard has opened a centre in Melton on the western outskirts of Melbourne. Its chief executive, Antoinette Braybrook, says the centre will serve a wide area. This centre will have reach beyond Melton to Ballarat and Horsham where we know there is great need. Even before the data was collated and the evidence was in, we knew that Melton was an area of need. Melton has the highest rate of family violence incidents in Melbourne's northwest, and the most common offence people are charged with in Melton is breaching an intervention order. Emotions are high in central Queensland after a long-running native title claim was rejected. The Gungaloo people have been fighting for native title since 2012. Gungaloo doctor Sam Toby told The Point her father lived and died for native title and for the acknowledgement of existence. My homelands, I don't own the land. The land owns me. I am genetically imprinted into this country. I did not migrate down a land bridge. We have been here since time began. That is Gungaloo country. The iconic Montague Island off the New South Wales south coast has been given a dual Indigenous name in honour of the cultural significance of the island to the UN people. The Environment Minister, Penny Sharp, says the Aboriginal name, Barangaba, will sit alongside the non-Indigenous name. The island of Naruma is valued as a significant ceremonial area and is also home to several seabird species. It is also one of the largest little penguin colonies in the state and is home to hundreds of Australian and New Zealand fur seals. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese rejected claims that the federal government isn't doing enough to ensure that the Reserve Bank will not continue to increase interest rates. It comes after yesterday's announcement by the RBA's board that they will be pausing interest rates at 4.1% without ruling out a further rate hike. But, Mr Albanese told Channel 7, the economy is influenced by outward factors that the government has no control over. Yet, despite that, Australia is in a better position than most advanced countries. Uh, We have had global inflation uh, has been, had a real impact here as it has around the world. Our interest rates are still uh, lower, of course, than they are in Europe and the United States, uh, even uh, across the ditch. And uh, that's why uh, we are working each and every day. We, we do have record jobs growth, we do have an increased surplus and we do have lower inflation. Indonesian President Yoko Widodo is set to depart after his three-day visit to Australia. During his stay, he met Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and the two leaders agreed on several issues such as visa changes, climate initiative funding and education partnerships. Mr Albanese announced Indonesians will be able to access extended business visas for Australia, increasing from three to five years, while Indonesian e-passport holders will be prioritised. As the Indonesian president departs, the federal government is finalising its Southeast Asia economic strategy to 2040. Israeli troops have begun to withdraw from the West Bank city of Jenin after the conclusion of their military operations, during which 12 people were killed and another 100 were injured, according to reports. The operation, which the army said was aimed at destroying infrastructure and weapons of militant groups in the camp, was launched with a drone strike in the early hours of Monday and over 1,000 troops were deployed. Israeli army spokesman Daniel Hagari says the operation in the camp was targeting what he called terror infrastructure. This operation is only against the terror infrastructure inside Jenin camp. It's not an invasion. It's not against the Palestinian Authority. It's not against the Palestinian forces. It's only against the infrastructure and terrorists inside the Jenin camp. This is what it is. The camp where some 14,000 people live has been one of the focal points of a wave of violence that has swept the West Bank for more than a year, drawing growing international alarm. Police say a gunman in a bulletproof vest has opened fire on the streets of Philadelphia, killing five people and wounding two boys before he surrendered to officers. No connection was immediately known between the victims and the shooter. Tim Eads, one of the witnesses to the incident, describes the scene. So I was sitting in the window right here, and I looked out of the window. I heard gunshots, and there was a shooter right there behind my red car. Uh, shooting a pistol into this street. I couldn't see the whole corner or anything, so I wasn't sure what he was shooting at. But within seconds, there were like 50 cops in this corner trying to figure out what was going on. So, Rescuers are carrying out evacuations as floods triggered by torrential rain continue to affect places in central and southern China. Local media reports that rescuers use drones to deliver life jackets and a secure rope to a man trapped in the middle of a flooded river. There has been no official reports on casualties from the floods. Monday, July 3rd was the planet's hottest day ever recorded, according to data from the U.S. National Centers for Environmental Prediction. The average global temperature reached 17 Celsius, surpassing the August 2016 record of 16.92 Celsius as heat waves sizzled around the world the southern United States has been suffering under an intense heat dome in recent weeks. In China, an enduring heat wave continued with temperatures above 35 degrees. North Africa has had temperatures near 50 degrees, and even Antarctica, recently in its winter, registered high temperatures. Former tennis legend Ash Barty and partner Gary Kissick have announced the birth of their first child. Via a post on Instagram, the multi Grand Slam winner showed a picture of a healthy baby boy. The post goes on to say, Our beautiful boy, welcome to the world, Hayden. Several people rushed to congratulate Barty and Kizik on the birth of their baby. Among them was Matilda star Sam Kerr and tennis player Madison Inglis. And in tennis, the rain that hit the All England club was the main star of the first day of Wimbledon, forcing many games to be suspended. Despite the poor weather conditions, some of the favourites, such as number one seed Carlos Alcaraz and last year's winner Novak Djokovic, were still able to advance to the second round. In the women's singles, world number one Inga Swiatek was also able to secure her place in the next round, as were Tunisian world number two Onas Jaber and last year's winner Eleanor Rybakina. Games are expected to resume today. And now a look at today's weather Broome, sunny 16, Perth, showers easing 16, Adelaide, a late shower or two 17, Melbourne, partly cloudy 15, Hobart, cloudy 14. Aubrey-Wodonga, cloudy 11, Canberra, a shower or two 14, Wollongong, mostly sunny 20, Sydney, much the same 21, Newcastle, sunny 21, Brisbane, early showers 24, Townsville, partly cloudy 27, Cairns, a shower or two 30, Alice Springs, partly cloudy 18, Darwin, mostly sunny 32, and the Torres Strait Islands, cloudy 29. And that is NITV Radio News. (laughs) you <laughs>